Hello, hello, hello everybody. I'm sure you know what time it is. It is the time for Wake Up Call. We're on KOPN Columbia 89.5 FM. Right now it's 7.50, so let's get into it. It is Tuesday, February 22nd, which is 2-2-22, or 22-2-2 if you're from somewhere that orients the calendar with the day first instead of the month, but it's currently... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's raining right now. I've been inside for a couple of minutes, but uh, it's the time of day where it's uh, threatening the rain, I guess. So it's 48 degrees with a high of 68 and a low of 23 today. As always, we'll have Jeff Wheeler grace us with a weather forecast in just a couple minutes. Let's get into some new news items that I think we should keep in mind today. Um, actually, before we do that, um, let me uh, thank Trevor. He was... Uh, mentioned uh, an article I was working on at the Missourian yesterday in the in the um, in the wake up call. But the reason I wanted to bring that up is because there's uh, three kind of major elections in the city coming up in April, which is the third and fourth ward elections for city council and the mayor's race. Which reminds me that um, we will be hosting a virtual candidate forum on climate change tomorrow with candidates for the mayor's office. That's Wednesday the 23rd. It'll be at 7 p.m. with our city's mayoral candidates, so please stay tuned for that. You can find more information at the 89.5 Columbia KOPN Columbia Facebook page. For now, let's get into some news. First, let's talk about, this is uh, at The Intercept, Lee Fang from The Intercept. Let's get into this. This is from just a couple days ago. In January, the markup revealed a list that a list of apps that have sold data, lo- location data to Xmode, a controversial data broker that claims to cover, quote, more than 25% of the adult U.S. population a month. The data broker, which has faced intense criticism from privacy advocates, tracks the location and movement of users by planting special lines of code in over 100 apps, including data, music, weather, and Muslim prayer apps. Uh, federal contracting records show that both the Internal Revenue Service and DHS, Department of Homeland Security, are among the federal agencies that have contracted with Xmode's parent company, Digital Envoy. Previous reporting showed that Xmode, which recently rebranded as OutLogic, has been used by various branches of the military as well. While information on users from data brokers is primarily used for targeting ads, government and law enforcement agencies also purchase and use it for identification and tracking. The IRS in particular has come into increased scrutiny for its adoption of surveillance and high-tech solutions. Last year, members of Congress called for an inquiry into the IRS's use of mass locations data for its Criminal Investigations Division. And the IRS recently abandoned a plan to use facial recognition to verify new accounts. Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon who's investigated warrantless location tracking and surveillance technology used by the government, expressed a concern about the use of the company. Quote, I'm looking into digital envoys contracts with the government and have asked for a briefing to understand how these contracts impact Americans' privacy, said Wyden in a statement to The Intercept. I strongly believe the government should not be able to use its credit card to get around the Constitution and purchase a sensitive information without a warrant. That's why I introduced, introduced the Fourth Amendment is not for sale act to close this loophole for good. Now, I think this is worth highlighting, not because it's anything particularly new. Many of you probably know, or at least have heard, the fact that your phone is uh, constantly surveilled on in various ways, particularly in the wake of the NSA leaks um, by uh, Edward Snowden nearly 10 years ago. 
But I think um, as there's this push for cryptocurrency and Web 3.0, which is something I'll definitely try to bring someone on the show to talk about in the coming weeks, um, it tries to push our lives further into the digital sphere. And I think it's more important to remember how much of ourselves we put into these machines and just how much is taken and harvested to be used against us or to sell us something. And now let's go back to the local stuff, which I'm sure is what you all are interested in. Jeff Wheeler will be filling us in a bit more on that in a moment. But this is from Charles Dunlap at the Columbia Daily Tribune. Um, and he's saying if you like the warmer weather, you should enjoy it fast before Columbia gets its third snowstorm in February, which is kind of a bummer if you ask me. But winter storms are where mid-Missouri gets slammed with snow and ice. Then days later experiencing rapidly increasing temperatures is a typical way for an active weather system to behave said National Weather Service meteorologist Matt Beischer on Monday. Columbia received a layer of ice and five inches of snow last Thursday before temperatures reached about 70 degrees on Monday. The flip-flop in temperatures is a result of the active pattern we're in. Beicher said that is just one of the many ways it manifests itself. Another way is precipitation, such as the rain and snow experienced this month. When you are in an active weather pattern, you expect all aspects of the atmosphere to change. Temperature, moisture content, precipitation, and the type. While Monday's temperatures were much warmer than normal, it wasn't quite a record breaker. The record high temperature for February 21st was 76 degrees in 1935, and the average temperature last February was about 24 degrees. Average temps for February dating all the way back to 1899 are in the low 30s, with an average maximum temperature of 45 degrees and an average minimum of 19 degrees. So let's go into what to expect from this week's possible winter storm. There are expected thunderstorms were expected Monday night. I think they were not too bad. The flooding threat is likely to impact south of Boone County. There will be some clearing across the region as a cold front moves in on Tuesday. The rest of the week is where things get a little interesting, Beicher said. Another window, another winter storm in the forecast Wednesday into Thursday is expected to be similar to last week. There will be multiple precipitation types across the bi-state region, said Beicher, who's based in in, uh, St. Louis and referring to Missouri and Illinois. Columbia will primarily see a snowstorm from this. So, in fact, why don't we just hear from Jeff Wheeler himself and let him tell us what's up, because he's sometimes his language of weather is the only one I understand. So, Jeff, take it away. Good morning from Watcher of the Skies Weather Station in West Central Columbia. Here's your morning wake-up call forecast. Chance of rain and thunderstorms continues until about 10 a.m. It'll be cloudy with uh, gradually becoming mostly sunny with the temperature falling to around 36 by 5 p.m. Northwest winds 11 to 16 miles per hour gusting as high as 25 and the chance of rain is 40 percent. Tonight mostly clear with a low around 16. Tomorrow Wednesday a 30 percent chance of snow mainly after 4 p.m increasing clouds with a high near 26. Wednesday night snow likely mainly before midnight, mostly cloudy with a low around 23. Chance of precipitation is 60% and new snow accumulation of less than half an inch possible. Thursday no, snow likely cloudy with a high near 29. Chance of precipitation is 70% and new snow accumulation of 1 to 3 inches as possible. That's your morning wake-up call forecast. I'm Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. Thank you, Jeff, as always. 
Let's go into a report from some of my colleagues at the Missourian. This is following up from what Trevor was talking about yesterday. This is what went down at the city council meeting last night. This is by Ali Feinberg, Hope Davis, and Brooke Munkerman. Let's start out by saying the city council addressed several issues related to affordable housing and homelessness at its Monday night meeting, as well as heard a report from the ward reapportionment committee. City council approved the allocation of $2 million in home ARP funds for the Columbia Housing Authority by unanimous vote. The proposed Kinney Point development would include 24 new units of affordable housing. The city will now submit a plan to the Federal Department of Housing and Human Development and anticipates approval in April. CHA has accessed enough funding that the commitment of $2 million in home ARP funds and subsequent tax credits will cover the project. Housing Authority CEO Randy Cole said CHA will start moving dirt before the end of the year. Cole further described the development as a catalyst, quote-unquote, for allowing CHA to move forward with renovating existing public housing. Pat Kelly, president of the Ridgeway Neighborhood Association, spoke in favor of the design plan, featuring several buildings that match the height of the neighborhood's architecture. So, that and much more is going on, but I think that's about all we have time for today. Um, Of course, upcoming at 6 p.m., we have Evening Edition with Laura Wacker. Dan Veets will be on at 7 for Sex, Drugs, and Civil Liberties. And, of course, Democracy Now! in just a couple seconds. But, again, I'd like uh, to reiterate, we will be hosting a virtual candidate forum on climate change tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 23rd at 7 p.m. with our city's mayoral candidates. So please stay tuned for that. Um, And for the Wake Up Call news team, I'm Samir Knox. We'll be back next week of course stay tuned throughout the week for great programming wake up call 750 every weekday and many more programs that you can find on kopn take care everybody thank you very much for listening and have a great a great great day stay safe and stay warm and you know read a book if if that's what you're into take care everybody